It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McCallum Construction Company, a woman-owned, small minority business, McCallum Construction, from the first dig to the last nail, and by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company. Well, our podcast audio today comes from a Facebook Live broadcast that Brad and I did on January 21st. Now, I'm going to beg your indulgence here. We did have some technical difficulties audio-wise, so particularly on my side, some issues. Uh, Brad came in clear. He's the one who provides all of the content, and there is a lot of content in this podcast, including storms on the horizon. So, like I said, thank you for your patience and your support But here is the audio from our Facebook Live that, again, we recorded on January 21st. Brad, I think we ought to delve into something that I know we've talked about on the last two podcasts. And I guess you got some pushback on social media. What's going on with the polar vortex? Oh, Dan, you know, it's part and parcel of being a meteorologist to get pushback, period. It doesn't matter if it's over social media. It can be in the grocery store. But you know what the best thing about COVID has been for me? The fact that I can put on my baseball cap, I can wear a mask, and when I have either my glasses on or if it's a sunny day and I come in with my sunglasses, not a soul knows me. (laughs) And I love it. I love the life of anonymity. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) So what is going on with the polar vortex? Oh, you wanted me to answer the question, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dan, we've got, uh, you know, uh, I know it's getting old and, and, and people have written me offline and, you know, very, very friendly. People have been very friendly. You know what I've noticed? Since I've retired from television, I think people are kind of treating me like the golden goose, you know, that I I went through 34, 35 years of abuse. You know, I was the chief meteorologist. So you know what that meant, Dan? I would share the glory, but I would take all the blame. That's right. So, uh, you know, but I think people are saying, hey, this guy put up with it for 35 years. Let's cut him some slack. So that's what I mean about, about sort of being the, the golden goose. But um, anyway, what we, what we do have is we do have uh, an extensive area of Arctic air now, Dan. Not polar, Arctic. And it's moved across the eastern two-thirds of Canada. So it's there. It's, it, it's poised. Uh, we are at um, where I am in West Granby just a shade under 42 degrees north latitude. Um, the, the cold air is more above, say, 45 degrees latitude right now. So what we need is a storm to come along and, 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 and pull that cold air down. Now, we, we've got a couple of opportunities. We've got Uh, a lot of Arctic air flooding uh, the eastern two-thirds of Canada. Plus, we've got a very strong subtropical jet. And what I mean by that is if anybody, um, 
you know, looks at satellite photographs or something of the uh, northern hemisphere, you can see that signature kind of coming out of the Pacific and uh, on a southwest to northeast track right across Baja, California. You can see the path of the, uh, the, the uh, strong subtropical jet. So if you get the subtropical jet and you combine it with nearby Arctic air, those are the ingredients for uh, the potential storminess to occur. Now, as we look at things, um, kind of skipping ahead here, but as we look at things in the January 25th through 27th timeframe, so I'm looking at my calendar, that would be Monday through Wednesday of next week. So here we are on Thursday of this week. So Monday through Wednesday of next week, so that would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, day four, day five, day six. In that time frame there, there will be a storm um, that will be threatening. Now, the European computer model brings snow into Connecticut, mm -hmm. at least the Zero-Z model from last night. And you know I like the European, and you That's know right. when... Uh, push comes to shove, I, I tend to uh, go with that model. But the European uh, does have a hit, uh, not a big hit. It does not look like a big storm. And here's the reason. Uh, the, the, the storm will either hit us with some snow on Tuesday of next week. So that would be the 26th, Tuesday the 26th. Or it will go out to sea and miss us. Um, now, the little battle going on with the models right now, the GFS takes it out to sea. The GFS gives Virginia six inches of snow uh, on, on Monday and Tuesday of next week, but misses Connecticut, brings it out to sea to our south. The Canadian computer model is projecting a major, major storm, blockbuster-type storm. But for the fish in the Atlantic, it just misses us. The European has a weaker solution. It has a primary coming up through uh, Pennsylvania and a secondary and sort of some weird kind of inverted trough coming through Connecticut. And, you know, I added it up hour by hour from late Monday night through Tuesday into Tuesday evening, and it, it converted to about two to five inches of snow in Connecticut. So that's not the big one, but it could give you the feeling that winter is getting going. Now, you will get the feeling that winter is getting going this weekend because of how it's going to feel. Not because of how it's going to look. There won't be snow on the ground this weekend. But because of how it's going to feel, it is going to be windy. It is going to be Arctic cold coming in for the weekend. All right? So the Arctic air is, is nearby and or over us. There is some suggestion, and somehow, Dan, just so you know, I lost you. I have a picture no, of I, you. I, 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 I did that on purpose. Oh, okay. So that people can right. hear what you've got to say about this, this happening. Okay. Now, next Saturday and Sunday, not this Saturday and Sunday, next Saturday and Sunday, which happens to be January 30th and January 31st, we've got a 
big storm coming out of the Carolinas. That's according to the uh, European model. But the GFS computer model, uh, this would be the 6Z run from, from this morning. So if folks want to look at it, you know, I know there are a lot of, uh, you know, at home type of quote meteorologists running around. So if you want to look at the computer model from the GFS, look at uh, our 270, uh, around our 270. Very exciting. So um, the, the GFS has a classic nor'easter hitting us next weekend. Mm. So that would be Saturday, January 30th and Sunday, January 31st. And, you know, like uh, the, the TV station I used to work at, NBC, they have a 10-day forecast. Uh, Channel 8 has an 8-day forecast. You're, you're, you're going to start to see showing up uh, at the very end of the forecast period now, I think some hints of um, some significant storminess uh, coming in next weekend. And that storminess would be in the form of snow because we will have the Arctic air either over us or nearby. So uh, just a little bit of a teaser. The, uh, the ingredients are there, Dan, uh, a broad, extensive area of Arctic air now over the eastern two-thirds of Canada. Combine that with an active and strong subtropical jet stream. And you'll know what I mean if you look at the, the uh, satellite photographs, the satellite imagery out over the Pacific, and see what's coming into the northern hemisphere. Um, specifically right now, the entry point seems just south of California, so it's more like Baja, California. But just you know, take a look at that, and when storminess meets up with Arctic cold, that's where we get our snowstorms. Okay, let's backtrack a little bit. Because you said because we're gaining said we're Arctic, air, Arctic air, but we're not getting the so polar, getting vortex. The polar vortex. What's vortex. What's the difference? Well, the, the, the coldest of the cold is what I think we colloquial, the colloquialism polar vortex. Um, the, the, the coldest of the cold. And I've seen the models kind of flip-flopping on this. Um, now, what I'm talking about the models is, for example, the Canadian computer model goes out seven, I believe it's 768 hours. Now, you know what that takes us to, Dan? The third week of February. So, I mean, these are long range models. Now, when I was looking at them, it was, uh, this is Thursday. It was either yesterday or Tuesday. Um, there were several days where Bradley had morning lows sub-zero. Uh, today, they don't seem to be there. Today, the morning lows are maybe five or nine or two or something like that. But so the, the quote, the severity of the cold is going to come into question a little bit. Now, uh, here's a little uh, something for you. The first uh, 20 days of January 2021. We have only had one day where the temperature has been below normal cold. So if we are looking at going into below normal cold this weekend and then into the future, as far as we can see, it may not be the severest of cold, but 
compared to what we've had, it's going to seem really cold. And let me just give you an example. The last, I think it's the last five days of climatology. So that would be um, the 16th of January, 17th, 18, 19, 20. So the, those five days, the maximum high at Bradley has been in the 40s every single day. Um, today, I don't think it'll be in the 40s. I think it'll hold in the 30s today. Um, there may be a 40 showing up tomorrow, but that will be just before the reinforcing Arctic front comes through. Over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, despite bright and brilliant sunshine, despite the fact that there are just a few snow piles here and there, but there's really no snow cover in Connecticut, uh, it's still going to be really cold with temperatures only in the 20s, both days, and a whole lot of wind. So you're going to, we're going to be unveiling the, the, the windshield terminology this weekend as well. Um, so we're looking at a, a definitely a kind of a shock to the system compared to what we've had. So over the weekend, we set the stage with, with below normal cold air. Now, the severity of the below normal cold air, I'm not going to say. But if, if the daily high this time of the year happens to be 34, and we're below that every day, and the daily low happens to be 17, and we're below that every day, and we add in a whole lot of wind, it's going to feel like winter. So I would say starting this Saturday, you're really going to have the feel of winter. Now, I know a lot of people don't really like the cold. They like the snow. And they're saying, all right, Brad, we have the feel of winter. When are we going to have the look of winter? Again, the days to watch are next Tuesday, January 26th, where the GFS model and the Canadian model have misses out to sea. But the European model has us with this inverted trough swinging through, giving us maybe two to five inches of snow. So that would be Tuesday and Tuesday night. Then we get cold again, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, we start clouding up, setting the stage for next weekend storm. And both, both models now, the European and the uh, GFS are on board with a, a fairly significant storm next weekend. So that's why I'm telling you, uh, you know, Channel 8 tonight will probably have on their Friday forecast next week, you know, a big cloud coming in. And NBC Connecticut on their 10-day forecast will probably have some snow st starting to show up at the end of the 10-day forecast. So that's what we're looking at. Um, this this whole idea of doing a podcast is um, it's kind of foreign to me because I always said um, your your best predictions are within two or three days of an event. And here I'm trying to look out for at least seven or eight days. And the reason that we're doing that is clear. Dan is semi retired and I am semi retired. So doing this broadcast once a week is is fine with me. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we, we do uh, what, what Dan and I call storm-specific forecasts. So if, for example, on Tuesday, 
it appears that that European model is going to be right. And we're going to have several inches of snow coming in on Tuesday. Dan and I will be on Monday. So just go to bradfieldweather.com. But I mean, because it's going to be sunny on Saturday and sunny on Sunday, Dan and I are not coming on with a special podcast to tell you it's sunny. (laughs) We're retired. uh, (laughs) Do you agree, Dan? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And then I think you'll be seeing our uh, handsome faces um, coming up toward the end of next week uh, as we try to prepare you for next weekend's um, potential snowstorm. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction of Prospect, Connecticut, a full-service construction company servicing the entire state of Connecticut for over 25 years, and that includes snow plowing. And as you have been hearing on the podcast, we are going to be, over the next two months, it apparently appears, in store for a lot of snow. And McAllen Construction does engage in snow removal. McAllen Construction is a woman-owned, small minority business, utility construction, site work, water and sewer repairs and installation, residential and commercial building projects, and snow removal. McAllen Construction, State of Connecticut licensed and insured. On call 24-7, 365 days a year. Call McAllen Construction today, 203-758-3474, 203-758-3474, or visit them online, McAllenConstructionCT.com, McAllenConstructionCT.com, McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. You know, people might ask, why is it that the models are not in agreement for the 26th, but seem to be in agreement for January 30th and 31st? That's an excellent question, Dan. Uh, The models are run um, every six hours now. It used to be every 12, but now the models run every six hours. And a lot of it has to do with the information that's input into the models and then the equations in the models work on that data now i was reading um a a very good global analysis from a gentleman named larry cosgrove Um, if you google his name you will see he does a long range uh, weather predictions um for the basically the whole Northern hemisphere, I think. So, uh, you know, Larry had a very good uh, article this morning, basically stating that he thinks that the models right now are underplaying, underplaying the, um, the storminess coming in from the Pacific. So if the storminess coming in from the Pacific is stronger than it's indicated in the initial data, you will have much more amplified ridges and much more amplified troughs, which means that the storms will strengthen much more than they're predicted to do. So the the, the first one, uh, it, it could very well be that the 
Arctic air is not in play enough yet, or the models don't see it. Whereas by next weekend, they fully see it. When, um, when temperature contrasts are great, uh, and we've talked about this before, when say some zero degree air is near or over New England, and then relatively nearby the Gulf Stream has 70 degree water flowing through it, you have a, a very, uh, very intense thermal gradient over a relatively short distance. And that's how these storms really intensify. Uh, so you will see the storm being bigger and stronger the more Arctic air is in play. And so I think sort of as we've been hinting at for the last two to maybe three weeks, uh, we're starting to see signs of this coming together a little bit. So um, if, if, if I were a snow lover, I would say my target for excitement would be that January 30th through February 1st timeframe, the 30th, the 31st, the 1st, right in there. That would be my number one. Uh, number two would be to back up and say, well, maybe next Tuesday we can finally feel like winter is getting going. If the European is correct and this inverted trough comes through where winds oppose each other, you get upward motion in the atmosphere and then you get precipitation. So if this all happens uh, next Tuesday, we could put down a few inches of snow as well. Okay, you talked about, you talked this, about trough. this trough. And is and it at play it at when play I look at the weather map and I see temperatures in Juneau, Alaska, Alaska and Anchorage, Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska in the low 40s and mid 30s? That's warm for them. That's warm for them. But we like that, though. We, we snow lovers in Connecticut like that because when you pump up the, the ridge, the warm ridge, and it pumps up the, the western side of the United States and on up into uh, the Canada Rockies and western Canada, that induces the, the cold air near the North Pole to start moving across central and eastern Canada. And that's already happened. The, the, the cold air is there. So the cold air is nearby. And, um, you know, we've discussed this before too, Dan, that um, the idea that snow begets snow. And the reason I say that is you start to put down some deep snow across eastern Canada and northern New England you get more reflection. The albedo of anything white is such that it reflects the sunlight. So we get our coldest nights when we have a clear sky, we have no wind, and we have deep snow cover. That induces radiational cooling. So if you looked at an air mass and said, eh, that air mass is worth a low temperature reading of 10 tonight, put a foot of snow on the ground, you might say that air mass is worth a low temperature of five below tonight. It makes that big of a difference. So then, then by getting that cold, stuff starts to freeze. The rivers start to freeze. Lake Champlain starts to freeze. 
the Great Lakes start to freeze over. So the whole pattern kind of uh, amplifies itself. I don't know if I made that clear. Well, but, I mean, is it is uh, it fair to say it's like putting the atmosphere in a cooler? In a cooler. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The snow is the refrigerant. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, well, that explains that, that explains in a way. That, in a now let's look now on let's the look weather, on map. weather map. I mean, I guess there's I mean, some guess systems there's some at play systems now. Play we're now. getting some we're snow flurries in northwestern, northwestern Connecticut. Connecticut. And I right. guess that's and the forerunner to, of all things, a warm front. Is that correct? That's correct. As a matter of fact, Dan, a warm front is moving through. That's the reason for the uh, the snow flurry and snow shower activity across the state. And as you indicate, uh, radar shows it's primarily in northwestern Connecticut. So um, that, that's with a weak warm front moving across New England. And remember, I said tomorrow could be up around 40. That's because we are awaiting the secondary cold front. We will have a cold front sweep across overnight tonight. So we'll be in the 30s this afternoon with a random flurry or snow shower due to that warm front. Then we'll have a, a cool front come through overnight. But the main cold front will come through during the day tomorrow, probably later in the day tomorrow. So ahead of that secondary cold front, we could get up to around 40. But then once that cold front comes through, um, we're looking at 20s with a whole lot of wind for both Saturday and Sunday. And you asked about on the weather map by, um, by Saturday, the secondary cold front is off the New England coast. We've got cold high pressure from Hudson Bay uh, reaching down through the Great Lakes and into the Ohio Valley and a brisk northerly wind here. So we've got the sun out. Uh, we've got clear blue sky. We've got Arctic air and uh, we'll have temperatures in the 20s, but we will have a strong wind chill both on Saturday and on Sunday. Sunday will be a good day to stay in and watch football. I agree. <laughs> no matter what the weather, it's a good day to stay in and watch football. Correct. <laughs> so to, before we put a wrap on things with the immediate forecast, just as a recap, the dates we really need to be looking at are January 26th, which is next Tuesday, and then the weekend of January 30th, 31st, into Monday, February 1st. That is correct, Dan. That is correct. And I want to tell you this. Um, my wife works at the Granby Middle School, and um, I coach. Uh, I'm going to be uh, one of the assistant varsity baseball coaches at Granby High School. So we know a lot of the teachers. And I want to let you in on, on something. I know you know, and uh, I don't think a lot of people out there have really thought about this. The teachers and the administration wants the days off just as badly as the kids. That is a fact. <laughs> uh, they're always calling me, Brad. You think you you think we'll you think we'll have a delay tomorrow? You know, the poor teachers. They have to get up at five in the morning. When they get a delay, it's like heaven on earth. They don't have to get up till seven or seven thirty. They get to sleep an extra two hours. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's next next Tuesday, Dan, and then uh, the next weekend, which is specifically January 30th and 31st. 
Listen, I don't want to put a damper on things for the teachers and administrators, but there's now a thing called remote learning that's going to render these snow days useless. Well, our um, our superintendent's name is Jordan Grossman, and, and what a good guy. He's a really good guy. And he occasionally calls me to get my take on, you know, what, what happen, will happen and whatever. And uh, as a matter of fact, he called me um, Tuesday night for Wednesday morning, for yesterday morning, because he was hearing, you know, something like up to an inch or whatever. I said, I doubt it. Um, I, I said, I think there, you know, there might be some localized coatings type of thing. So, um, but uh, he gave the, 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 the staff and the, the kids uh, that day off before Christmas. It was like the week before Christmas. And I was watching the, like the schools going by on the no schools on the local stations and it said uh, remote learning, remote learning, remote learning. It said Granby schools closed, <laughs> and and they loved it. They loved it. They he he said let the kids go out and play in the snow and have some fun. <laughs> That's, a That's a great story. Yeah. Well, uh, well then uh, to to put a wrap on things, and first of all, first of all, like you mentioned, like you mentioned if this thing if changes, this thing as, changes far as, as far as Storm, storm Tuesday. And then obviously obviously, the following weekend, weekend, we will do special podcasts podcasts in order to update our audience, audience, correct? correct. Absolutely correct, Dan. And I um, want to just try to drive our uh, viewers today (laughs) to uh, bradfieldweather.com because, um, you know, my my friend Lisa Brower said, hey, Brad, it's nice that you put the, the daily forecast on there, but she said... You know, when I'm at a ball game or something or out on the golf course, it'd be nice to see the radar. So you put the radar on. And then we've had a few storms where the wind's been such that it's knocked down some tree limbs and power lines and you can get lightning strikes and whatever. So uh, Dan put on the link to Eversource and the link to United Illuminating. So what we are endeavoring to do is make bradfieldweather.com kind of your one-stop shopping. Um, you know, you're not going to hear from me much on a sunny day. I, to be very honest with you, they're a dime a dozen. I, I, I mean, I love them. I'm like anybody else. In the summertime, give me a sunny day. Give me a sunny day. But I'll tell you what, as a TV meteorologist, that has to be on at 4, 4.30, 5, 5.30, six and then 11 o'clock at night you try talking about sunny warm and dry for 14 days in a row in the summer you try talking about it and then the producers will say don't you have some kind of feature you can do (laughs) and it's like "Uh, no not really uh you know you, you you might talk about oh the you know the water table's getting low or whatever but to to be a uh, to be a TV meteorologist on those kind of patterns where you have two or three weeks of nothing, it is way easier to talk about something than it is to talk about nothing. And then you know how they're so all these newscasts now are weather, weather, weather. So you're on at four o two, 
Then you're on again at 4.07, in case anyone missed it, at 4.02. Then you're on at 4.17, and then you wrap it up at 4.29, and then you're on at 4.32. I mean, it's like constant. You're constantly on. Well, and there's nothing there's nothing to talk about. I maintain it. it's going to get to the point where one of the local stations will say we're signing on at 3.30 in the morning. Then another local station will say we're signing on at 3 in the morning. All right, we're signing on at 2.30 in the morning. That's what the, that's what they used to do. They used to do these weather wars. You know, when we were in the middle of, say, a bad winter, uh, they would say, well, you know, to start off your morning tomorrow, we're backing up our regular start time of 5 a.m. to 4.30. Then you know what they decided? They found that there were some viewers then at 4.30. So then they made it a regularly scheduled newscast at 4.30 a.m. now. And, and now they say, when a storm's coming, we'll be on early tomorrow at 4 a.m. God help the meteorologists and the news people if they find there's an audience at 4 a.m. <laughs> then all of a sudden, they'll be on at 4 a.m. every day. So um, I am, uh, it was a great career, Dan. But I am so glad it's over. Really. I love doing this. I love talking to the people in Connecticut. I love that my hair can be all messed up <laughs> and I can just put on a cap. And I don't, I don't have to worry that, uh, oh, you know, someone in uh, human resources doesn't like my suit or, uh, you know, I am happy to be like this. I am with you, my dear friend. Word for word. Absolutely. I want to take just a moment to talk about one of the underwriters for our Bradfield Weather Podcast, Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, licensed, family-run flooring company serving the region. Action Carpet and Floor Covering was founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake, and Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers, offering brand-name floor covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs, and tile, plus backsplash. Action Carpet and Floor Covering installs also offers free estimates on all installations. Free quotes are offered for insurance estimates, high-pressure or hot water extraction, stripping and waxing of floors, upholstery cleaning, restoration, area rug cleaning, and much, much more. Action Carpet and Floor Covering wants its customers to be beyond satisfied. They want to be considered their customers' one and only floor covering company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406. That's 860-651-8406. Go online at action-carpet.com. Action-carpet.com. Dan, um, while we got it, maybe so a couple of viewers on Facebook, I wanted you to um, to talk a little bit about your um, your sports newsletter because I just found it so fascinating, and I, I pointed out to you the one that I really was interested in was I, honest to God, thought the Philadelphia Eagles coach Doug Peterson. If I were a Giants fan or I were a Dallas Cowboys fan, I would have been so angry with him. And I, I wrote and that I, he should I, lose his job. And I, 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 well, we all know what happened. 
And I think that game was the tipping point. He was on the precipice anyway, but that game was the game where I think the Eagles management looked like, looked at and said, You've got to go You've after to go. after how you coach that game. Coach so that, that was the tip. Yeah, point. for the for the integrity of the game, absolutely for the integrity of the game, and for those people that might be uh, listening or watching that didn't know about it, um, if Philadelphia won that game, either the Giants or Dallas, and it happened to be the Giants because they had won earlier in the day, would have gone on to represent the NFC East. Well, this Peterson, uh, in the third quarter, there was a chance to kick a little chip shot tying field goal, and he passed it up. He went for it on fourth down. And then in the fourth quarter, he played not his second string, his third string quarterback the whole fourth quarter. Right. It was like he didn't even try to win the game. Yeah, it's just uh, like you said, the integrity of the game, and it cost him his job, and it may cost him – a head coaching job, head coaching at job, least for the next, couple, the of next years. couple of years. But anyway, yeah, Brad, but anyway th- thanks for the plug. Go to sportscasterdan.com sports to sign up. I send out a sports a newsletter sports news three, mornings, three a week, mornings a week, Monday, Monday Wednesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, Friday, and then I send and out an occasional podcast. And like I said, you can subscribe by going to sportscasterdan.com. So thanks very much for allowing me to plug that. Sure, sure, Dan. Um, and I sent you some mail. Um, one of our listeners to our previous podcast wants us to be on his podcast. It's about baseball. And, you know, you are sportscaster Dan, and I am going to be Granby High School's varsity assistant baseball coach. So we know a lot about baseball. You bet. We'll follow up on that. All right. Sure. Sounds good. Now, as as, now, as a wrap, as a and again, we're putting this together, we're putting together on January 21st, 21st. So what does our so what immediate does our forecast, immediate look, forecast like? look like? Well, Dan, um, still some flurries around. Weak warm front passing through. Uh, temperature in the 30s today. The Don't worry about the flurries. They're not going to cause any travel conditions or anything. Uh, overnight, partly cloudy and in the 20s. We've got a, uh, a cold front coming through overnight, but cold front number one, it only goes from cool to chilly. Behind cold front number two, it goes to very cold. Cold front number two sweeps across tomorrow. Mix of sun and clouds, 35 to 40, and then 16 to 22 tomorrow night. Now, you might say, uh, that is not very cold, Brad. I mean, it's cold, but it's not real cold. Um, no, it's not, but we're going to have wind with it. And then during Saturday, despite bright sun, the temperature is not going to go up. It's going to be windy and cold on Saturday, low to mid twenties for the high temperature on Saturday. Um, probably in the single digits, maybe 12 down in Norwalk or something on Saturday night, but with wind. Sunday, sunny, windy, 25 to 30. So again, with the normal high being 34, you can see we're uh, some four to nine degrees below average per day here now. So it's going to feel really cold. Monday, increasing clouds, 30 to 35. Tuesday, chance of snow going with the European model. When in doubt, 
That's what I do. <laughs> 28 to 34 degrees on a Tuesday. Wednesday, sunny, breezy, 26 to 32. And Thursday, sunny, breezy, and cold, 26 to 32. Okay, and we'll continue to follow up, as you said. Visit bradfieldweather.com. And also, if there's any significant storm on the horizon, we will do a special podcast in addition to our weekly podcast. Maybe we'll do more social media as well. Sounds good. I uh, I like it. And, and you know, we um, just so that everybody, everybody knows <laughs> what we do is kind of a work in progress. Dan is the technical guy and he knows what the heck he's doing. But if you could be a fly on the wall at my house, it's, it's like comedy central me trying to get re- ready for <laughs> one of these podcasts. Well, we, ha- we have great video, but we have no audio. Uh, now we have terrible audio, but we have great video. It just is, um, now we have Brad moving his mouth and not hearing a thing. So uh, it, it's interesting. We are perfecting it as we go. Correct. We are, we're, we're per- and really the thing with these Facebook Lives and Instagrams, Dan, when they're live, you can't practice. No. Nope. So, uh, you know, on you come and, uh, you know, the chips have to fall where they may. That's what makes so, it so genuine. That's why I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it too. Yeah. So as a wrap, we always wrap up our podcast, and this will be in podcast form, and it will also be on Facebook if you want to watch it again or listen to it by way of podcasts. But anyway, we always like to thank our first responders, those on the front lines during this very difficult time. So a big thank you to them and to you and Sandy and to our audience. We always thank them, Brad, for their support. It means a lot. Yeah, thank thanks to the audience, Dan, and um, I hope you and Susan have a nice week. Weekend, and um, I love how you thank the first responders. Um, you know, you, we, we think we're coming out of this, this pandemic, but, you know, you see these death tallies every day. I mean, we, we just can't vaccinate the people fast enough. So just stay safe until, uh, you know, the vaccines are widely distributed. Well said. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction Company, a woman-owned small minority business, McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail.